Welcome to Sim Sundays presented by GridFinder, you know, your weekly dose of sim racing chat and exclusive interviews. This week we got a great guest and I'll let Tom introduce our guest. But first, we are sponsored by Track Racer. So, you know, if you're looking to upgrade your sim rig, get off that desk mounted setup, go ahead and go to trackracer.com. That's T R A K, not with a C. So, Tom, how you been this week, man? Um, I've been good, actually. Uh, I've been yeah. a bit ill. I actually lost my voice on Thursday, and I was my first thought, obviously, when I was, was sat there oh no, ne- Sundays. nearly dying on a Thursday. I was like, "Oh God, I hope I make it to Sunday for the podcast." But well, tell us who we have on the show today to talk to. So I'm excited for this week, as I always am every week. Uh, we have a <laughs> sim racing, motorsport, YouTube content creator, and esports driver synergy right there. Perfect. Aiden Millwood, welcome to the show, Aiden. Hello there. It's uh, it's nice to be on a on a podcast. It's a little bit weird chatting to other people about stuff that isn't real world motorsport for a change. It's, uh, <laughs> it's quite nice. That's funny you say that. Um, I've kind of stalked you on the internet today. Looked back at a bunch of your your videos on YouTube, and I noticed you started nine years ago on YouTube. Technically. But your sim racing stuff started about five yeah. years ago. Now, I did go back and I watched some of those guitar covers that that you had there because you know you sort oldest to newest, and I was like, well, I'm curious now. Um, what you guys did miss before the show is a nice acapella performance by Tom and Aiden on some <laughs> s- some fabulous songs f- from from around the world. But anyway, um, Tom. You also stalked him a little bit today, and you said that you found a specific video, and then you did the cardinal sin of going back in time and then commenting on something that's 10 years old, but we won't talk about that. Yeah. What is the video that you actually watched? Because I'm curious if I saw this one as well. Well, do you know what? I kind of went through that same thought process that you just said, where, you know, you look at, you know, if you're like, I don't know, it's like a friend from school, and you're looking through their, like, profile... And you're Don't like, have the picture you're like, you, no. yeah, you, <laughs> you've been, you didn't realize you've actually done this like 10, 15 minutes now and you're back into 2007 and you double tap. You're like, no, my God, I've just liked a picture from two. But this, this isn't a regular occurrence, <laughs> by the way. This is, this is not something that happens to me often, but I kind of went through that same process where I saw this video that Aiden put out and I was like, ah, oh, that is brilliant. That has really evoked certain memories. Actually, a lot of them have, and we'll kind of go on to that. But this particular one, I was like, oh. God, I feel like it's it's the summer of 2008. I'm between my GCSEs and A-levels. I haven't got a care in the world. And I'm listening to Yellow Card, the band, because I was a bit of a like indie, emo, rock kind of guy. And Aiden did a video uh, doing the electric guitar part to Yellow Card, which is not what I was expecting to find. It was a very different like genre of videos to when I, you know, we went back for the Chris Hay episode. I went back to see his first videos about mods. I was like, oh, I wonder how Aiden kind of eased himself into this motorsport sim racing world. And it turns out it was via the medium of Yellow Card. <laughs> it, was, it was actually part of my, um, my university degree. I thought, well, if I'm going to be recording stuff for my degree, I might as well put stuff on YouTube because then I've got a a reference point for mm. for everything there. And I I did the three videos I did, and then I just never never touched it again. And then when I got back into sim racing, sort of end of 2016, I sort of became you know completely abandoned the music stuff and then just starting to to upload the the sim racing stuff. And that's 
but I, I, some I, sometimes I get like a comment or a reminder that that video was uploaded, and I'm like, oh, well, I yeah, like I did the that, didn't of I? It. I like the honesty of it, you know, it's, 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 it kind of goes against the airbrushing culture of today where, you know, when you get to a certain size, maybe a lot of people will go back through their back catalogue and their old Facebook posts and their old Instagram posts and get rid of the ones that maybe aren't on brand now. I kind of like that you... Cleanse themselves a little bit. Exactly, right? But you've left, you've left it up because you're like, well, this was, this was kind of what I did. And I also noticed that your, your video stream on YouTube is kind of punctuated with things which are outside of motorsport but you're interested in. So it's very much a channel about you and your love of things, which 90% of it is motorsport and sim racing, but there's also other little bits thrown in there. Yeah, because I like... Because at one point I did want to actually join the RAF and um, they wouldn't take me because I'm I'm asthmatic. Um, So there's that one video where I'm I'm blowing stuff up in an (laughs) F-16... Um, I, I also like, uh, I like obscure pop culture references from like the Simpsons and Star Trek and Star Wars. So I try and put those into, into things as well. And just the, the, the stuff that, I mean, there was actually a series called a set of course that does top gear where I tried Ooh, to do I saw that. the sort of clowning around that so they did in fun. top gear in, in, uh, in sim racing. So it's, you know, like the sort of stuff that Jimmy Broadbent does is like, right, let's drive a giraffe <laughs> around the Nordschleife that kind of thing. And then whatever the other sort of weird and wonderful stuff that because that, that's the great thing about sim racing is that people will like the lawnmowers for a set of Corsa the drift bus and and that sort of stuff and you just say okay how fast can I get this around a track sideways or it's the sort of stuff that as a 14 year old watching Top Gear you yeah. wanted to do for a living because when you're 14 I watch Grand that's Tour the best job in the world I, go, I want to do that stuff like playing Battleship yeah. with a crane where you it's... drop the cars on the other cars. That's fabulous. I would love yeah. to do that. Just watching just watching stuff exactly. blow up. It's, it's great. It's like, yep, yeah, money, no object. Right. There you go. Blow some stuff up. So love it. You had that gap in, in your YouTube career, which is about four years. What made you say, you know what, sim racing, I love it so much. I'm going to start really trying to put effort into YouTube. Because once you started that five years ago, I mean, you're pretty solid throughout time you just kept going and going so what what was it about sim racing that kind of made you go you know what i want this to be my youtube channel i want to go serious here um because I, I started out mid 90s or so so i would have been like four or five when my dad got the original mm-hmm. jeff cram and grand prix and brought that home so me and my brother were playing playing that on the keyboard you know az comma dot as your your inputs and things like that progressed through sort of on and off then i sort of abandoned sim racing and racing games went more towards shooters and flight simulators and okay. things like that and it was i was i was actually uh sort of semi bedridden with an illness and just one of those things that youtube just throws up at you and it was uh, i think it was like formula sim racing or something like that one of the the long time open wheel leagues in our factor two and it's like oh is that where it's this is where it's got to now okay and then just sort of watch more and more and more and more and then sort of end of 2016 when i was finally you know better um to this day we don't know what the illness was we think it was a blood infection but it was um i sort of got into it and then just started you know with that messing around in in the sims like this is what you can do 
then it sort of graduated to the the Chris Hay random call sign type of thing of right this mod's out let's have a look at it and things like that and then it just sort of built and built and built and like pretty much every other sim racing content creator as soon as uh COVID-19 hit it yeah, just, just went took off from yeah, there and everybody everybody's everybody's in the same yeah, sort of boat isn't that a weird transition though to think that you used to race with a keyboard and now you're sitting in like a racing seat with your gloves on and, and like real force feedback yeah. and the fabulous like it it feels like real well at least from what i think it feels like real car racing tom would have a better idea of if it feels real or not <laughs> right there well mm, yeah i mean the 4ka doesn't feel like a lot of cars if i'm being honest do, do, one thing i did notice when i got into uh, actual racing is that there's a lot more force feedback in my sim than there is in the real world i think we all just assume that you know the more newton meters the better and i'd been doing um i don't know like 50 to 100 laps around donnington park in our little our bath on a set of Corsa to, to practice every single week leading up to donnington and i think i just assumed that like this thing it's you know front wheel drive it's going to feel heavy and, and lumbersome and so i cranked up the ford feedback to get used to it and in my head i was like mm, am i training like is a bit of like a, a <laughs> am I physically training for this race and then i got in the in the 4k and the wheel just freaking free spins around like it's, there is no weight to that thing whatsoever <laughs> even at like you know top speed inverted commas uh yeah there is absolutely nothing so i think as a sim racer you're kind of spoiled for feedback um compared to a lot of cars i think that's because you know, the the old um the old karting thing of you know you in the karting you drive through your ass don't you so you unless you've got you know butt kickers and motion rig and all that stuff there's only, the only place you're going to get some sort of feedback is through the old yeah. uh through the old hands i think that might be but then you but without these high-powered direct drives we wouldn't have 100 percent force feedback challenges so <laughs> i mean trade-offs are there i had to try it because anyone who's ever gotten a direct drive wheel they're like okay i have to try the 100 percent at least on the one that i have and it's unnecessarily strong and then it, it starts to make you think because like i have the dd1 and then there's the dd2 which is even more force feedback and you get to a certain point where you just go, why would you ever want more than X or Y? Because I only run my DD1 at like maybe 10% typically. Because like for me, sim racing is more casual and I don't want to be working up a sweat fighting with the, the racing wheel as I'm turning around the track. Kind of like Tom in a couple episodes ago, you we ended with the classic cars. I think it was with GP laps and you were like sweating at the end <laughs> because you had your force feedback up way too high. And I'm like, yeah, you got to yes. turn that way down. Yes, so, I did. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that you, you say that, uh, you know, real cars, obviously when you're racing, you just spin the wheel around and it's oh, fine. I, yeah. It's co completely different. I kind of had, I'd built up this, this impression of what it was going to feel like for real. Um, but I mean, one thing I haven't done is raced, so I've done sim racing competitively. Now, Aiden, you have. How did you get into competitive sim racing? And how long did it take you to get to the crescendo of your sim racing career at the All-Stars race? Yeah. Uh, that was... So I had an email uh, probably mid-2018 from Ed Trevelyan Johnson, who runs Zancho. 
asking me if I wanted to do the Virtual Endurance Championships season finale at Le Mans. And at that time, my internet wasn't particularly good. I think I had uh, point, point 0.7 up. Um, yeah, poor student internet. Sure. Just never bothered to, to upgrade it. Um, so I was like, oh, is my internet going to hold up and all that stuff? So I said, look, I'm not, I don't think I'm, I'm ready for it yet. Uh, then a year later, he ma- emailed me again saying, well, how about commentating on it? And I said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll commentate. That'll be fun. And then off the back of that, managed to do the uh, the original R Factor 2 Le Mans that they did when they released the, the Le Mans track. Um, then it sort of went quiet a little bit. And then Ed asked me if I wanted to to join uh, Zan show. So I did the um, virtual endurance championship sort of rookie tests and, and things like that. Um, then the pandemic hit and they were doing all the, the replacement races and things like that. And he called me up like an actual phone call towards the end of the, the first season of that, that, um, I know Jimmy had done it and, um, uh, Steve Brown had done it as well. And he said, uh, do you want to be, be a part of the, the final round? I said, what commentating with Jack Nichols? Yeah, that'd be cool. He goes, no, 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 no driving. <laughs> I'm like, what? And he said, like here's the details. Put me in the WhatsApp group and the Discord and all that stuff, and and just sort of went out and I just did it for the banter. Really, it's like okay, True. I'll have the experience of being on the grid with That's Lewis true. Hamilton's brother. So that in itself is yeah, and uh, I think Juan Pablo Montoya's son did it that race, and um, Andy Prio's son was also on the grid, uh, amongst others, um, and things like that, and then. I got another phone call or message, email, whatever, saying, how do you feel about doing season two? And I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, so we did the first round at, um, I think it was it was Malaysia. So the um, Sepang, the Malaysian Grand Prix track. And that was an absolute carnage <laughs> fest, but I enjoyed it because, you know, Tom Ingram's on the grid and, you know, other people that I, you know, watched and things like that. Uh, then we did the second round at uh, Estoril, where I punted Tatiana Calderon off at the, on the final lap because I'd been wiped out by Harrison Newey. And I, I know I'm name dropping a lot here, but it's just like when when you're behind the wheel, just like <laughs> that, that's that, that's Nicky Team, Charlie Eastwood, and all these other stuff. And then uh, Zandvoort came around, and they changed the rules because you'd got forty pro racing drivers on a grid all trying to fight their way to the front because they're super competitive racing drivers. So they changed the rules for that race saying, okay, only the top 32 will be reversed. So I qualified 32nd um, just out of you know pure luck of the draw. So I'm like, so I remember tweeting it saying, oh, reverse grid pole, no <laughs> pressure. And then somehow won it um, racing against Juan Manuel Correa, who at that time was racing with just his left leg. Because he was still recovering from the 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 Antoine Herbert crash, which was just like you, uh, uh, you, you, driving around Zandvoort, going, he's only driving with one leg. How is he doing that? At the same time, going, I'm not losing to a right. guy who can only <laughs> use one leg. It's just like that competitiveness takes over. Somehow won the race, and then I'm I'm adding it up, and I'm like, this was only my third organized league That's race event, and only my sixth race, and I'm like doesn't matter what I do now I will always have that thing and the the the, the video is still up on YouTube and you can see me coming across the line I'm still 
in my gaming chair with the wheel boards into the desk and I'm coming across the line. That's like, amazing. You know, effing and jeffing as I come across the line and all that stuff. And it's like, I, you know, it's like, I, I think I peaked <laughs> too early, <laughs> if, that, if that makes any sense. But it's just like the experience of being able to do that as just like, okay, maybe I am, I am a, at least half decent at this kind of thing. And I'm not the, you know, as good as, um, you know, Yano Otmir and those guys, but it's still, it's, it's still incredible to think that so many different sim racers got that, op- not just me, but so many other sure. sim racers got that opportunity to go, we can hang with the, the real guys. And it shows how, because if, you, if you're really good at Madden or really good at <laughs> right. FIFA, you're not going to be Lionel Messi or Tom <laughs> Brady. Thing. Yeah, right. But but if you if you get good at sim racing, then you can actually go on a real track because the skills are a lot more um, transferable compared to, to other types of online gaming. So it, it, it kind of shows that sim racing isn't just a video game. It is a little bit more in-depth than that and a little bit more... Um, yeah real yeah like racing lines and breaking points and all that stuff that's interesting you went into that because i was going to ask you how how in the world did you get the confidence to be like you know what i'm good enough now to enter some big races but it sounds like you you just got the call and you said yeah sure why not i I literally fell into it because of what i'd been doing that's amazing online and 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 to to have that little bit of smuggery to go yeah i was the only youtuber to beat the pros and all that stuff that's that's also nice, but I know that if I go on track with Mitchie Hoyer and even even like some of the other YouTubers, like the like the guys who've got bigger followings, I like Dave Dave Campbell <laughs> kick my head in on 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 a virtual track. So yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I just ended I just ended up being in the right place at the right time, really. But yeah, you know, if I hadn't been given that opportunity, I wouldn't have been able to well, make it and run with it. A lot of sim racers, like me included, so. I'm a like I said in, in the beginning, I'm a little bit more of a casual sim racer, right? But there's a certain point to where you want to hit that next level. So you you want to get on the grid with some actual racers or you want to enter that next level of racing competition and it it I mean based on your experience, it almost sounds like the best way to do it is just to go and try it and see what happens cuz you were on the grid with some amazing racers and you took it. Yeah, um, I mean, like the, there was the Legends race as well that had like you know Jensen Button and Tony Kanaan and guys like that. But even still, you look at someone like Tom Ingram who is currently well, he's he's now third in the British Touring Car Championship this year. But it's just like that guy's an active driver. That's the son of the guy that designed my favorite Formula One car of all time. That's the son of my favorite F one driver of all time. That's you know the, the Charlie Eastwood and Nicky team went and won Le Mans later that year. Um, Stoffel Van Dorn and Esteban Gutierrez and Anthony Dawson who competed in Formula One. So to have those names around you and then the guy that just uploads <laughs> videos to an internet every so often, it's like, I, I think some of them were what, like, yeah, who why? is this guy? It's like, what are you racing in this year? I'm like, I'm, I'm this race right here. This is what internet. I'm racing so, in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's it's a point so, I've made a few times. How yeah. sim racing and real racing is far more comparable than any other esports, right? You you are literally sitting doing the same thing with your yeah. feet and your arms as you would be in the real world of racing. And now you've 
you've made a really interesting point that's giving given me quite a quite a good idea i think i think we should we should create an event that could create the stats to back up what we're saying here when you mentioned madden and fifa how people who are good at fifa aren't necessarily good at playing football perhaps we need to do some kind of esports versus real world tournament where we'll have sim racers racing real world drivers at real world driving we'll have some fifa players playing football in the real world against say you know man united <laughs> or actually probably bad example right now but you get my point <laughs> you, get my, you get my point and then have like you know like the ufc games the esports players on the ufc games fighting in the ring against killed. like actual <laughs> ufc fighters and then we could see which of these sports is more comparable and more than anything else it would be quite entertaining I feel like we're onto something there. It would get good views, wouldn't it? Watching Brock Lesnar kick, well, <laughs> kick the living daylights you know, out. I of... think that's kind of ridiculous sounding. <laughs> Kyle. But now they're doing the thing where I'm sure a bunch of people have seen this where streamers or YouTube content creators go in the boxing ring and fight each other now. Like that's a big oh, thing. Yeah. And yeah, there yeah, was yeah. even fights this weekend and I mean, I guess, I guess it's a little bit different than like two content creators going up against each other, and then the Brock Lesnar walking in the ring versus some dude from YouTube who's got two thousand subscribers. You know, like one punch, and then there it is. That was. I've never watched a snuff film before. But... Oh, you could get you could get some like CS:GO esports players actually going into like armed combat with some Navy SEALs and just you know. See, put them got... on the they actually did that <laughs> on, live ammo? Um, like we had games. g4 tv here in the in the states i don't know if you had g4 overseas but they did a paintball match where it was the navy seals versus a bunch of gamers and of course well i'm sure you can guess the outcome of that <laughs> event but it was funny because you know the the navy seals didn't care at all they're like yeah we'll just we'll be able to manage as we get out there and you know the streamers and or not the streamers but the players making all kinds of strategies make planning everything out perfectly and then it was like instant done just instant over <laughs> very yeah. interesting content though so you <laughs> you also commentate so another thing that is kind of interesting with a bunch of sim racers is maybe the sim racer doesn't want to necessarily race but commentating is something that kind of catches their eye i'm even included here because i think it would be a lot of fun to commentate a race the problem I have, though, is I don't know enough about every single track. Like, I don't know every corner name. I don't know all of the stats of the cars and everything. How did you first get into commentating in, in the world of sim racing? Uh, that came through the the email I got from, from Ed Trevelli and Johnson back in the sort of the summer of 2019, which was like, do you fancy giving it a go? And I was like, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go and do you know, three, four, five hours and then do the final few hours as well. And I enjoyed it, but then um, sort of mid, I'll say May of 21, I caught, you know, the dreaded mm -hmm. C19. And that, I mean, that's still affecting me even now with the, the fatigue from it. Um, so it's just like I've got no concentration anymore to, to do it. I have got back into it through doing the uh, the stuff that GP Labs is cool. doing, and that's just a lot of fun. Um, but what, I, I, I did go to uh, to Denmark to, to commentate on a, a LAN event. And we were talking about it there, saying, well, you know, back in the day, the likes of, you know, Richard Hammond started on Hospital Radio and um, 
you know, Clarkson started at the local paper and all these other people started doing, you know, bit like reporting for their local papers and local hospital radios and stuff like that. But now you look at, you know, Jack Nichols, who commentates on the BBC's F1 coverage, he started doing Did he? I sim racing commentary. Yeah. And now you've got, um, uh, you've got people like George Morgan, who's now a pro commentator from doing sim racing and uh, F1 esports commentary and, uh, Lewis McGlade's doing British, uh, so I think oh, it's actually called GB3 now and GB4. Uh, that's been done off the back of um, sim racing. Chaz Draycott's done it as well. So now you can see that the the broadcasters of the future are going to be picked up from. See that that's YouTube, amazing. As opposed to going through the that's amazing because that brings because we're talking about how close actual racing is to real world motorsport and driving and how you can. Maybe not in a car, but you can kind of compete and you have the the general knowledge of everything. So you also get that in commentary. So like all the knowledge that you would get from, let's say, Imola, which is the track we're going to be running on our track day today later on. Once you know all the turns and, and the facts and everything like that, that directly transfers over to real world motorsport without even without even thinking about it. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, it's like Tamborello at Imola are on... A set of course or i racing or i factor two is tamborello yeah. in real life it's just that i i sort of know what the f2004 does <laughs> in a set of Corsa, but i would have to be michael schumacher or rubens barrichello to know what well, it does there's an in interesting real life thing that there. jeff mcconey um, on the last episode said um and he's actually been consulted by real nascar teams on setups and things because the real world and the sim racing side are so similar so he used an example of one of the setups just being really off, like the right-hand side, he just maxed out the springs or whatever, and I'm probably butchering what he actually said, but you know what I'm saying, <laughs> where he, he had a setup that just seemed yeah. really off and really odd for a track. He goes and asks the actual people who do setups for the, the real-world racing, and they're like, no, that's that's accurate. That's exactly how we do it, too. Yeah, it's like um, with our factor 2, they've just brought out the BTCC stuff. And it's like, I don't know how to set up a, a front-wheel drive racing car. I don't know what a front-wheel... But then you go and ask someone who's actually done it, like you know, Mike Epps or Tom Ingram or Colin Turkington or whoever, and they just go, yeah, that, that's, that sounds about right as to what we would do with it, but try doing this, this, and this and see if that works. But with with these uh, sim setups, someone's going to find some sort of way of yeah, you know, dodging right. the physics engine. So it's like the, the set of course of stuff with the uh, maximum tow giving the you speed racing boost driving or, in the grass um uh, i racing uh, reverse rake or whatever i think it was i saw they were doing recently on grand turismo's it's like if you tap the wall around uh, one of the corners on some of the tracks like you get speed boosts on that too like you're right there we'll always be able to find something in sim racing that uh is completely unrealistic yeah. because it's just taking advantage of a bug in, a, in the code or something like that which obviously there's no such thing yeah. unless we're all living in the matrix there's no bugs in the code in real world, right? You <laughs> never know, it might right? Be, you never know. There so when parallels. you first, I was just say there are parallels to the real world where the teams will kind of interpret the rules. Oh, may, like, may, yeah. may, maybe not exactly in the spirit of those rules, but can find loopholes within them in order to gain an advantage. Yeah, it's like the That's it's like the double kind diffuser, of the same isn't thing, it? Right, the, finding yeah. the, the the advantage on the grass in iRacing. Yeah, and the double diffuser, they sit in a similar category. I'd agree with that. Even even though they were told not to do it. But, yeah. <laughs> Whereas 
they just went, eh, it doesn't say here I can't, so... But we, we could debate, we'd run out of time if we were talking about the whole So the when whole you first thing. started commentating, when you got that call and you were like, yeah, I'll give it a go, why not? How did you, did you go in with some kind of strategy or did you just kind of go and shoot from the hip? And Because a lot of people would like to give commentating a try, you know, but they're just, they're a little too shy or they're a little too scared that they're going to mess it up when they're live. Well, I, I was doing what the what the Americans would call color. So uh, I, I just basically coasted oh, okay. off the back yeah. of somebody else and just went, you know, that's that's probably not how you would or you know the car would typically do this. But I, I did print out like an entry list and I found a spotter's guide and it's like, well, I know who that guy is. I know who that guy is. I can talk about that guy. I can talk about the track at least. I can talk about the different cars and how the performance of them is. After a while, I mean, like I, I prefer doing sprint stuff, so stuff that's like you know, Formula One levels of setup. So it's like okay, twenty five laps, thirty laps, forty laps, anything over two hours. I'm just like mm, really struggling yeah. for stuff to talk about now. But some people can do it. Um, I think it's just one of those things that once you've had the practice and had the experience, it's probably one of those things that yeah. you're not going to be good at straight away. If you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it, then you sort of like right. I know to stop talking here. I know to talk here because I think I think a lot of people's uh, assumptions about commentary come from, at least in motorsport, come from watching Murray okay. Walker, where it's constant turn to eleven and all that stuff. And you can see at some um, commentators coming through at the minute, they are kind of David Croft clones, kind of Murray Walker clones, or trying to be. Crofty sure. or, or or Murray, and it just doesn't just doesn't work out. It's it's like trying to it's like trying to be Metallica <laughs> or something like that. It's like we've already got we, a Metallica. We we don't need a you brand new carbon copy. Can't of really them, copy right? what they do. Yeah, we don't we don't need another. Well, I mean, it's, it's like the you know how Oasis were the, were a Beatles clone, and still are referred to as a Beatles clone. It's like, it's like we've already had the Beatles. We don't need another one. So it it it, it it's as much as a balancing act as well as being able to give everybody the right information at the right sure. time. You know, talk about what the camera is actually looking at rather than, oh, so-and-so is only now a tenth well, behind the guy in 15th or whatever. It's like, well, we're not watching that. We're watching, you know, this five-way scrap for for the lead or whatever. So it's to balance it and, and have it come off as convincing. So it's like if you closed your eyes, you were... Watching a, a real broadcast, it is it's really difficult to do, and I don't know how how some people do it. So I just do it. I do it sure. for a bit of fun rather than doing it as a attempted yeah, career path, as, as it were. You've kind of got a broad reach into sim racing. You, you seem to do, you haven't put yourself in a box, right? So you've done pro level driving as a as an esports driver. Um, you've <laughs> inverted commas. So you, your your inverted commas, <laughs> not mine. Uh, you've made youtube yeah. content and you've also done commentary so you know that's that's, that's quite broad um within the sim racing space which do you prefer commentary sim racing or content creation i kind of like the driving because that's what i started doing the channel for and kind of fell into the whole real world of motorsport stuff um which I'm known as that guy rather than doing the sim stuff because that's what I mm -hmm. I properly love doing. 
Um, so when I, when I was doing the the Assetto Corsa Competizione stuff with Lawrence de Sosa's community, um, which I, I I sort of moved away from because I did I did twenty weeks straight wow. of that, and I was just like, yeah, I think I'm a bit GT three'd <laughs> out now. Um, so I'm I'm currently looking for something a bit more open wheel to do, which funnily enough he's actually putting on uh, next month with some F four stuff. That so I'll, I'll get in on that. Um, I've lost my train of thought now, but uh, it's. Um, yeah, I kind I kind of like the the driving stuff because that's what I started out doing, and I kind of want to be like, hey, I can do this stuff as well. It's just it's just finding sure. people to watch it really, because obviously you've got other people that have got that market sewn up. So a, another one. Um, so it's like there's probably not many of my community watching this right now because they're they're here for something else. But the stuff I do do on sim racing, it does get a decent return now. Mm-hmm. Now they've sort of figured it out. I try and make it relevant to that other stuff. So like the stuff I've been doing where it's like, what would a modern Le Mans car look like at Le Mans if it never changed? Um the the stuff I did um during the twenty twenty F one season where it was like, okay, we're gonna do two races at Silverstone this year and people are going, I'll oh, just go back to Brands Hatch, just go back to Donny. And it's like, okay, let's test that. Alright, fifty seven second laps around Brands Hatch. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Um, so it's kind of like branched out to that side. What would a, give people an idea of what a modern F1 car or a modern GT car or a modern Le Mans car would look like at a track that's never hosted Formula 1 or a track that used to host Formula 1 or used to do this or that kind of thing because a lot of people do have that mentality of oh just do this but it's, it's not quite that simple but if it gets people thinking and it's like oh well, what would it look like if they went there or, or did that and then it, it kind of it gets interaction and, and things like that and it's, i think that's probably the the ex-teacher in me as well sort of trying to get people to to think about things a little bit more rather than just blindly right. going with what they think <clears throat> you you mentioned there's so many people doing gt3s or there's so many people doing sim racing content now while sim racing isn't as popular on YouTube necessarily as like let's say a Call of Duty or you know pick any pick any popular video game Fortnite Apex Legends whatever right how do you make your channel stand out what is what is your idea that says okay this is how Aiden's channel is going to be different I think it's so I have I I do put on the stream sometimes and people jump in and they go oh, this is pretty chill. So I'm just like, okay, I'll run with yeah. that. Because I, I, if there's one thing I can't do, it's that, <laughs> hey, guys, welcome the back to... The overhyped excitement. Right, you know how, how Jardia can keep it up for 24 yeah. hours straight? I can't do that. So i just like, right, this is me. I'm chill. I'll have a, I'll try and have a little bit of a chat and things like that. But I think in a, in a saturated environment where it is very in-your-face... I think people do want a, a chilled out place to just hang out every so often. So that's the that's the kind of vibe I've nice. gone for. Um, Lawrence has been able to pull it off as well. So it's um, it it I, th- I think I offer the alternative to to people that are just like, especially if you've got a big stream where it's constantly in chat. Like, hey, look at me, look at me. I'm I'm yeah. in your chat. Pay me attention. You know, here's twenty here's twenty quid <laughs> to notice me and stuff like that. And it's like people can come in and just go. So what do you think about this? And I'd be like. Oh, Okay, that's you know, give my opinion on something, and people can actually have that interaction as well, or at least try and have that interaction because I tend to over concentrate. Because well, yeah. I, I did a, <clears throat> I did a race at 
funny enough, at Imola, where the championship was on the line. And someone, uh, I saw the comment saying, I've been in here for half an hour and he hasn't said anything. It's like, I am, I am racing. Trying to, <laughs> There's other things trying to going concentrate. on. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've, I've yet to find the balancing act with that. But I think it is trying to offer a more chilled out environment in a sea of, you know, turn yeah, up to 11. Um, I have noticed that because I watch streams quite often, like during the workday, I'll put something on and just kind of sift through different streamers and there's definitely a overabundance of over the top, always excited. All like every reaction they ever have is level twelve, you know. And and like sometimes <laughs> you just need one of those chill people where you can go in there and every once in a while you'll type a comment and they'll actually answer you. Because that's another thing that's real hard with some of the big hyped up streamers, if you will. You just you can't really have a conversation. Yeah, p- people love the interaction, but you just can't. Yeah, you can't give it to them all the time, really. Um, but if, if people just want to watch something where they're not being shouted at for yep. for three and a half hours, then then it's there. But that's that's that all I've ever based the channel on is here is a thing. If you yeah. like it, brilliant. If you don't, then no hard feelings. You'll it's find something It's funny because you're about you me watch, on so. YouTube says almost that exact quote. It's like, ah, oh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, check check out. Oh, yeah, it? It's like check out my videos and. If you find something you like, stick around. If you don't, sorry, can't please everyone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's like I, 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 if I if I did put on an act, it would be found out very right. quickly because I would. I get sometimes bored of it. wonder if streamers like, a, like I, let's I, say Doctor Disrespect, if he just like at a certain point he's like, I just got to stop. I can't. I can't be this character anymore, and I want to turn it off and just be done. It's like those um, those episodes of The Simpsons where Krusty the Clown's like, "Hey, hey!" and then as soon as yeah. the curtain drops, it sparks up a fag, <laughs> yep. and he's <laughs> go away, to, kids. I don't, I don't want. I don't want. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, what is your absolute favorite sim of? Well, let's do two. So we'll do favorite sim of all time, and then the second <laughs> one will be favorite sim at the moment. I'm going to annoy a lot of people with this one. Um, well, it's like you're, you're only yeah, ever going to yeah. say the wrong answer, aren't you? Um, I think okay. it might have to be R Factor 2. <clears throat> even even with the the issues that you inevitably have with R Factor 2, the um, the phrase <laughs> getting R Factored um, constantly cropping up as your screen freezes or it just crashes. Or um, I, I remember, I, I, I say I did the Daytona 24 last year um, where was it? Was Daytona or No Tona or whatever it was called? And someone put in the chat at least our factor two that allows you to get into the race before it kicks you and, and stuff like that. But with with the the improvements they've done to it, um, the sound engine now yeah, they actually sound like cars. Now it's looking better than ever. The content that's coming through is 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 fantastic. Um, the competition system it's a little bit rocky, but you can see the potential is there. Um, it's a bit like Ferrari and Formula One. I mean, the potential is there. It's a fantastic <laughs> thing, but yeah, you had to had to get had to go there. Um, but uh, with the BTCC BTCC stuff as well, now that's in. It's it's like it's very very eclectic, and I had a lot of fun doing the uh, Formula Challenge. You know, series there's something to be said about uh, being a fan. Like you love R Factor Two. There's other games that are more polished, that are probably more finished, but Sometimes being a fan of the thing that's finished is boring. You're like, well, it's done. It's like, this is what we get. It's perfect. Whereas when you're a fan of something that kind of needs work or 
you know, you can kind of grow up with over time, then you you create that bigger connection. So I can understand why you would love R Factor 2 if you've gotten into it. Unfortunately, I just never, I never really dove into R Factor 2. I picked up AC and just kept with AC forever. So. I mean, AC's got that that modding that's what background is just just constantly going well what what um i think it was when they said that oh we can't have day night cycle because the engine won't allow it and that <laughs> little like, russian kid just went right home of vodka and just just did it um that's managed to keep it going but it's like um I'm a, I'm a i'm a warsaw supporter and a williams fan so i'm used to disappointment <laughs> every time i every time i turn on the tv so um it's like I, 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 my first um, competitive league race was in R Factor Two. My first commentary gig was in R Factor Two, and and all that stuff. And now seeing what they're doing with virtual Le Mans, right? It's now yeah. got the official Le Mans, uh, like the biggest sim racing event of the year now. So and the, the, the stream they put on for that is incredible, and it will still have that um, reputation as being a buggy mess, but it's well, I could. It's getting there. I could also Finally. see where it would hold a special place for you, giving you those opportunities as well. So you you commentate in, in R-Factor, you went to the races in R-Factor. That, that makes sense because it's mattered more than the other Sims in kind of your career, doing air quotes there because, you know, whatever. That... Well, I mean, iRacing I will still be special as well because we, um, myself and two other lads, we did, um, did the iRacing Bathurst 12-hour. And you know, I spun off with half an hour left to go and had to bang in qualifying laps of twenty five minutes to get back into third place. So we got third place with about ten minutes left and seeing as we started from the pit lane wow. as well. So it's like that was on stream, that was special, that was a long day that ended up being a good day. Um so like there will be like these these moments. So I just need to find I just need to find a moment in uh, in ACC and I think there I've you go. completed the Well set. I was just about to say you've you've in the same way that you've explored lots of different kind of disciplines within sim racing, i.e. commentary, content creation, and actual racing, within racing, you seem to have got to quite a high level at, at different games. Uh, something I always think about sim racing is that the disciplines between, say, iRacing, R-Factor, Seto Corsa, they are so similar, but dangerously different at the same time. So, you know, you could go and do a load of laps in an F3 car in a set of Corsa and then go do the same F3 car in the same track in, a, in iRacing. And if you drive the same way, you're going to come off the track. So as somebody who races at the level with the dedication that you do as a Zancho driver, do you have to kind of consciously reframe the environment in your head when you go from, say, iRacing to R-Factor or vice versa? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm probably. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not the like top level, but um, having been in those environments and watching other people do stuff, it's like some of the some of the other guys in the team, they'll be racing LMP2s in i racing and then be racing BTCC cars in R Factor Two, and it's like, <laughs> how? Because I I tried to do I tried to do a BTCC series and Formula Challenge last season, or last year I should say. And I had to drop the BTCC thing because I was trying to go through Paddock Hill in a BMW 3 Series touring car at the same gust I would have right. lobbed a, a Formula 1 car in there. It's like, 
I'm gonna I, and I, I did I ended up having just constant crashes and had like the worst race event ever and I was just like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this and just focus on that because I can't go I can't go back and forwards between them and I don't know how people like Yane Simicic and Erhan Jovski and those guys can just jump between them but I suppose good is good isn't it it's like you can just flick a switch and change up your driving style real quick yeah I just I just can't do it I have to, I, I'm I, I can only focus on one thing at a time like a, <laughs> like a normal man so we're racing in ACC to, well we're casually throwing some laps together in ACC today AC. and or you're right AC my fault and we're in the F2004 what made you pick that car with this track I think the the three the three choices I put up I were Lotus Exige at Brands Hatch, Ferrari F two thousand and four yep. at um, Imola, the Porsche nine one nine at Red Ring. So the Porsche nine one nine that's one of my favourite racing cars ever. So it would have been nice to drive that, um, but I I just wanted something completely random and completely different because. Uh, I, know, I think was it was it uh, with Lawrence you did the yep. the Nordschleife track day, and it's just like right boring, <laughs> been done to death. I, I I get I get invited to a, probably at least one. We did get a tip a that year. says if we ever put Nords and, and on they, and any they, vote, and they it go, will always win. And they go yeah, and I and I say I'll say something like okay, what what car and track combo is it? And it's just like GT3 at Spa. <laughs> I'm like, nah. <laughs> it's like it's been done to death. So like if you're going to do a charity event, make it mad. You know, do do 24 hours of you know, Reliant Robins at Monza or something like that. That's like make make it mad. It's like it, yeah, Spa Spa Nordschleifer GT3. They are yeah. my no. Yeah. So I like Spa. I like GT3s, and I occasionally like racing GT3s yeah, at Spa. Like every I can't single do it race, all right? The time. It's just there's just some some stuff that I'm just like no, I can't. It's like I need to be infused about it. It's not that I don't care about the charities. I just need I need to be infused to to give you you know worth me having or you know worth the like right. your, your money's worth as it were without actually. <clears throat> well, do you guys want to actually get on the track so and like, throw some laps together and still chit chat? Yes. Obviously, um, I actually forgot Tom that where you is, and I uh, did a race. I want to say was it at Red Bull Ring where we went. And raced this car one just one random Wednesday night. I think we might have done. I, yeah, I completely or... forgot that I've driven this car because I didn't think I had yet. This car is great. This car sounds incredible. I absolutely love it. It's um the screaming not... engine is just fabulous. Right. I also find that it's quite forgiving. I think. I don't know how everyone else feels about it, but it's of of a lot of the cars on AC. You can you can save this one a lot more. Maybe it's because I've got my um, I probably have my my aero turned up far too high, and that's why I'm lapping four seconds a lap slower than everyone else. But it is an incredibly satisfying car to drive. Hey, this is Chris from Gridfinder. Thanks for listening to the Sim Sundays podcast. Head on over to Gridfinder.com to find your spot on the grid and join sim racing leagues for all your favorite games. Just enter your preferred game, car of choice, then let us know if you'd like to race PC, Xbox, or PlayStation, and we'll give you a list of actively recruiting leagues for you to join. And if you're a league owner, post your league on GridFinder so that you run with a full grid for every race. If you'd like to participate in the races featured in each episode of the Sim Sundays podcast, join our Discord server by going to gridfinder.com discord. 
We host a new car and track combo every Sunday at 8 p.m. UK time and stream it live to our YouTube channel. If you're looking to upgrade your sim rig, visit the episode sponsor Track Racer at trackracer.com. Thanks for being here. I wonder if there's um, a league out there that races this car, because this car is a lot of fun to drive. It's very simple, so it's like you can be very risky with it and, and push yourself a little farther without really a lot of worry about, you know, putting it into a, a wall. It's kind of nice. You might want to uh, lengthen your gears, Tom, because that thing is It really is, isn't it? I've had to change up so fast. <laughs> Can't remember what mine's. So I'll just... Get it, Tom. So mine tops out at 203. So have... Have you tried? Are do you race F one at all? F one twenty is it twenty two now? Is the most recent or twenty three? Uh, last one I oh, last okay, one I so bought no. was twenty nineteen. I was curious if if uh, anyone's so I, played crossplay. I'm really wondering how that's performing. Yeah, I don't know. They just seem every time you turn on social media, yeah. it's just like oh, it's bugged. Actually, somebody came into our chat earlier and said the exact same thing. Okay. That's a bummer because, you know, you want to be able to to race in a league that has the most drivers as options. And obviously it would be better if you could have PS, you could have Xbox, and you can have PC all racing together. Because, you know, in the end, a lot of us are racing wheels anyways. The one thing that I that would get a little hairy is controller versus wheel. Now, have you raced on yeah. a controller ever, Aiden? More recently, not like a, uh, as a kid. When I had, yeah. like... Oh, yeah, recently, I, think no. I started on a controller, of course, because um, Gran Turismo on, you know, PS2 or whatever. Had... Yeah, I think I think F1 2013, F1 2014 was last time I Because there's always that. On a pad. I think I think I only I only do Redfest oh, on, on a gamepad because you're not. You just you're just crashing in that one. You're not really. Yeah, you're you're not really. Not really I guess, doing anything. Air quotes racing or anything. Yeah. So yeah, that makes more sense. everything i'd yeah I, th I think the other thing is i'm so used to ac r factor i racing race room all these pr in inverted yeah. commas proper sims and then trying to get my head around the physics they use in in f1 that I, I mean i can't say they're wrong because i'm not <laughs> a formula one driver but they're, they're definitely geared I... to be more accessible so that people with a pad can use them and people I'd, with a... I'd agree but there are there are people that use pads in um, in really? Factor Two, and I'm like, how? Yeah, um, I mean, going back to the the All Star Battle, Jacques Villeneuve. Oh wow, used one, and he got he got the he got the uh, the settings off um, Lazaros Filipakos, who races top split, or has raced top split uh, virtual endurance championship with a pad. And you can see the like, onboards, you can see the the wheel being jittery because of it's the... not smooth because yeah, okay. he's yeah. But he's he's still rapid. Uh, I'm, how are you doing that? Because if I tried to do it now, I'd spin. Because you know, without ABS and traction control and stuff like that. Yeah, you like, wouldn't. How? I mean, you have the just the rumble of the gamepad itself, so you wouldn't have any of the the real cues like we were talking about for force feedback. I feel like that would be very difficult. Now, obviously, I've raced I've raced on pad before, and um, like Need for Speed and 
those games where they're kind of casual games just for fun or whatever, and you're driving cars around cities, normally I would use a pad in those just because, well, it just kind of feels easier and more casual there. But there was somebody who. I think they raced in FSR. I don't know if they raced in the VEC as well, but they went from a pad to a wheel and they ran the oh, wheel with wow. no force feedback. Whoa. Because they were so used to not having force feedback that when they went to force feedback, it just felt so, too like, weird for them. So just all of their breaking points and, and all of the knowledge that they've known of the track was getting overridden by the physical feel of the wheel, I bet. That's interesting. It probably, yeah. It's... And again, you watch them and it's like, how? So I, I've I've driven them. My force feedback's conked out, and it's like yeah, no, can't catch a slide. Yeah, the overturn into a corner. The only time uh, no I've ever used a non-force feedback wheel in the recent times are like you go to the arcades and you're playing those arcade games. That it doesn't matter anyways because you're not really racing for real. Like you can hit yeah. the wall and you just bounce off of it anyways. But it's about it. But. They actually, um, there's a, 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 a town in the southwest of England called Western Supermare. On the pier there, they've got a full wow. six degrees of motion wow. setup. <laughs> and uh, it, like, it got, it's like 10 quid a go, but it's um, you, you get to drive a, a V10 type car and you, you get thrown around in it and and all that stuff. You get, you get about five minutes or something like that, but it's just... That's amazing. It's That's incredible. Like... So I'm like next time, next time I go down there, I might have to try and set a lap record because it's now I've now I know what a, di a direct drive wheel feels like and what proper pedals feel like, and I don't know if you win anything, Man, but it'd, it'd be fun. worth it to, to try it out. You know your statement yeah. about F1, the, the I guess we'll call it the well Codemasters F1, you know the official F1 game. I really agree with you on that. Is it well, EA? EA now? Now, yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, um, Codemasters. In that game, it it does feel more arcadey. Um, Tom has tried to get me into it a couple different times. I tried in twenty twenty one, and then on the most recent game, and I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. Uh, I played it for a while, and luckily Steam gives you the you know if you play it for less than seventy or not seventy two, if you play it for less than two hours, you can refund it. And I was like, you know what, I'm just not enjoying this, so I did end up refunding yeah. that game, but. uh the overall feel of all of the open wheels in AC trump any other game for me at the moment. Yeah, the formula, the the RSS Race Sim Studios one, the the one you can purchase. Oh, that great! Amazing. The the that that two thousand car they do is one that, of my favorite cars car, in sim racing. Love that it's, car. I mean, like like I said, like, I right. don't know what the real one feels like, but. You get you get that sort of idea of if yeah. you boot it too hard, you will spin. I like the, I like the challenge of that car. And so while I do end up crashing it and putting it into walls and spinning it a lot, the challenge of sim racing is kind of what keeps me there. Is because you know you you can master one car and then go on the same track, just switch cars, and then you have to remaster the track again. And it's just a lot of fun to continually try to be better than yeah. yourself. I'm a time trial kind of a guy, so I really like to enter into like the. There's a couple of Facebook groups I'm a part of, and then there's also like a W World Sim Series where you can do just time trials. You're not on the track with anyone else. You just sign in, do your time trials, 
you could have like a week to do it. We actually, I used to run one for Gridfinder where it was every single week of the F1 season, I would set it up so that you're, you're in the RSS car on the same track that we'll be watching on the weekend. And, and that was a lot of fun. I think I saw those. Other people were giving it a go. And it's like, hot yeah. lapping isn't my thing. Um, I know like some of these leagues they do, or like the, the official leagues run by the, the developers of some of these games, they, they, it's a hot lap qualifier. And I'm like, oh, do I have to? But it's the only, the way only reason. Then you get then you get a grid filled filled with hot lappers that will <laughs> just so crash true. after two laps because they don't they're not it's they don't so know what true. tires are supposed to feel so like true. after that amount um, of time. I I like the hot lapping stuff only because for a lot of the time I'm it's not really set in stone when I'll be able to race, so it's nice to just be like oh it's Tuesday and I don't have anything going on for the family I'll just hop in some hot laps throw some times together try to get to the top. And it's a it's a kind of a cool experience. I enjoy that. Yeah, but I haven't. I've been thinking stuff. about that recently because that's you're all by yourself. You just do your runs and put your times together. And uh, one thing that I have never been able to master, at least on on pavement, I've never been able to master drifting in really any game except for like Forza Horizon. But that's massively assisted, of course, to be accessible. And it yeah. would be really cool to to get into dirt racing. I have dirt 2.0, I want to say, or which one is the one that's still played a lot, but it's a really old game from Steam. It's like, I don't think it's, it's not the dirt game. It's Dirt Rally 2.0 or something. No, it's not Richard, Richard Burns. Burns I've heard of that one as well. Um, actually, I have my Steam up right here. WRC 10 is still quite popular. WRC I've heard of as well. Where is this game? Dirt Rally 2. So yeah, it's Dirt Rally 2.0 is the one that I downloaded and because uh, it was like five bucks or something like that, super cheap to, to get into. Yeah, and, I think uh, I bought it cheap The first as time well. I got in there, I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let's uh, let's start the race. I start driving and then the spotter starts talking. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Listen to a bloke <laughs> shout directions. I'm just like, at first off, like, what? <laughs> I don't know what what any of this stuff means. Second, be quiet. I'm trying to drive here. <laughs> but it it definitely is a skill that I would love to master. Um, I do have like one of those cheap eBay USB handbrake things that are made big giant things of metal with a magnetic like hall sensor yeah. on it. And I have one of those e-brakes that I just never mount up because I don't really drive with the necessity for an e-brake. But I've always wanted to master the drift because there's something about seeing a car go through a corner sideways that just is cool looking, you know? It's a very interesting skill. I mean, I've, I've tried to do rally Ooh, with this formula wow, yeah. rim. And it's just... I mean, I, I use the hand clutch as the, the handbrake. <laughs> yeah. And you try, yeah. try to do it one-handed. And it's like, I've got to get me a round rim before Just I get one of those, uh, you know, those, leagues, it's the truck driver, a, like, a things that have the little ball on it so you can just <laughs> revolve the wheel. Oh, just yeah. Just tack one of those onto your formula wheel and use that for drifting. <laughs> that would work perfectly, right? I think my, my uncle's got something like that on his car because he can't use his... Can't use his legs, so oh, wow. he's uh, oh wow, okay. the hand controls and all um, that stuff. If you've so. if you've watched Grand Tour, 
It is, it is weird <laughs> uh, watching. They, when, when James May hurt his arm once, they gave him the turtle squeaky toy and all kinds of different ones on, on that on that one when they were doing <laughs> yeah. one of their uh, excursions. That was... That was I need to go back Every so often, of so they don't do Grand Tour anymore. There's a new special coming out because they only do specials now, and that's it. And it's really far in between, mm. like six months or more between each one. And I still go back and I watch from like season one through all the seasons. Just like during work, I'll have it on like another monitor, just kind of playing through. And man, it's so unfortunate that that show is is over now because I, I think it's the three of them that I love a little bit more than just the show itself because obviously they've tried to like when they moved on from top gear they tried to put some new hosts in top gear <clears throat> and it while it still had the same bones and structure it didn't have the same feel with the new hosts yeah i, I think it worked with chris harris rory mm -hmm. reed and matt leblanc Isn't but now they've got um they still got they still got Harris, but they've got they've got Fred Freddie Flintoff or Andrew Flintoff, the ex cricketer. He's funny, but they've also got Paddy uh. McGuinness on, who just ruins it for everybody, and that kind of lets it down a bit. But I think it's kind of like you look at the the three of them now. Clarkson's Clarkson's sixty two now, I think. Hammond's yeah. in his fifties, May's in his late fifties, so they're at that point where it's yeah. Just and like, then how the things that they we were doing this? are just they just physically can't do a lot of it. But the, I think the problem with, I think it was actually good that they left, because I mean I like as a as a teenager I loved Top Gear. It was like sure. all you talked about at school on Monday morning. You know, it's like, do you <laughs> see that Bugatti racing against that that little plane? And it's like you know you talk, you know, it's like the Bugatti Veyron was the thing. But when it got to just before Clarkson had the the punch up with the producer, it uh, had gone yeah. like WWE. It's like you could see it happening. It's like, all right, he's going to get put yeah, through the yeah. table now. Oh, he's kicking out of that that finisher or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, it's a cartoon now. Yeah, it's it, like, it is very, okay. very scripted for sure. And they even actually do a kind of a meme episode in Grand Tour where they do an unscripted, but it's still, you can tell that there's still scripted parts of it. And they try to point out the fact that like, yeah. the reason they do it scripted is so that we have good content. But sometimes it gets a little on the uh, on the edge of okay, well that was predictable too much kind of a thing. Yeah, I miss that show, but I still. Tom, how many times are you going to go off the track, sir? <laughs> it's because it's because I'm a tenth of what you said. You were on a one twenty two five, right? Yeah. So I've just managed <laughs> to get a one twenty two five eight eight. And I'm incredibly competitive, and in my head I'm like, if it's a 588, then it's more likely than not that Chris is faster. So I've been pushing really, really <laughs> okay, freaking <okay>. hard. <laughs> Almost exactly a tenth. Ah! Well, normally, after we do a bunch of the racing, we go into viewer questions or listener questions, and uh, it doesn't seem like many people posted any anything in the chat to ask you which tom actually already did ask the one where do you prefer commentary sim racing or making videos there was one actually chris which was yeah. why is uh wolverhampton your favorite place in the world was that australian johnson that asked that <laughs> oh so it so 
um, I, I, li- I live in a in a town called Warsaw, which is just north of Birmingham in sort of midwestern England. And Warsaw and Wolverhampton, like football, they're right. And it's just it's just Wolverhampton's an absolute <laughs> hole. I went there. For, I went there for my university graduation. I was just like, I'm just going to spend all day in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be here any longer than necessary, and I hate driving around it. It looks like Vegas what? after a nuclear war at Christmas. That's an interesting mental picture but there. It's, okay. uh... <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's mostly the it's mostly the football, but it it oh, really okay. is horrible. It's it's not it's not a nice place to be. <laughs> says the guy who lives in Warsaw. Well, Tom, <laughs> do you have any closing questions or anything I'm you'd three like tenths to cover? Up. <laughs> he's, he's, he's too oh, laughing faster than you. <laughs> oh god! Well, Aiden, of course, oh, we we absolutely appreciate you being again. on the show and joining us today. Uh, that was a fun car. I I feel like I want to find a league that actually races that one because that one is I don't know. I don't want to say casual enough. It's it's forgiving enough to where like you could just have a Wednesday night league where you don't really have to, you know, practice hours and hours and hours to be able to be, you know, somewhere reasonable within the grid. So that was a, that was a lot of fun. What are, if only there was a website you know, where you could search I for I feel leagues. like I'll find one soon. <laughs> no. um, Aiden, what do you have going on and what do you want to share with the community out there? Any, any big races, any, uh... any, Super interesting videos you want to point them to? Um, well, the thing is, though, I, I don't know what I'm actually doing for a video until the day I actually make the video. So I just wake up there in the morning go. and go, yep, I'll do it. And I'll do it. And that's, it's all part of the, sure. you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Um, but in terms of racing, um, I might be doing some rallying nice. soon uh with the with the, the guys from VMO that do the, the BTCC league that I do the stewarding for but that's that's pretty much the only involvement I have with sim racing at the minute because like I say I did the the Potato Nation GT3 league and got massive burnout from the the amount of, I did 20 weeks straight pretty much I think I only wow. missed one race that was because I, I got set on fire <laughs> but the um uh when the when we had the the, the little ha- little house fire back in April or something like that but um yeah, sort of like midway through that season, I was just like, oh, I might as well just finish this in there. So I think the next thing I will have, like for maybe for a stream, will be uh, Petit Le Mans cool. in October with uh, with Lawrence's mates over there, just for just for a bit of just for a bit of banter, mm. really. Um, and then just see what happens with the Formula Challenge next year if that all lines up properly with what I'm doing, and maybe get back on that and actually stream it this time. So I think I think I'm just in a little bit of a a break phase at no, the minute, no, so you no kind of got me at the wrong time in, in that sense. But um, I'll, I'll probably have something to do with like those, those history lessons with like um, you know, like I did with Le Mans, yeah, modern Le Mans, old Le Mans. Maybe do um, something along the lines of I don't know, maybe um, modern F1 car at old Spa. Actually, I've already done nice. that one, haven't I? But yeah, something along those lines will probably be out soon or could formula one have survived at some sort of <laughs> tight and twisty street circuit from 1955 or something like that so there'll be something along those lines maybe use sim racing to tell the history of a, a particular car or something that's in 
uh, a set of courses and drive that around a bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm sort of in that because sure, it's sure. summer holidays as well. And my wife's a teacher, so you're sort of trying to spend time with her and all that stuff. But maybe when she goes back to work in September and I'm <laughs> free at home all day, um, try not to use too much energy because the prices are yeah. jacked up and all that stuff. But yeah, I'll, I'll have something eventually. Um, I think my, my audience isn't really a sim racing audience, so they can they can survive without it. But I, I'm always looking to do something new because well, that's what I started yeah. doing YouTube properly with uh, after I after I jacked in the music. So okay, I'll, I'll well, have something. If you want to go check out some of Aiden's content, some of the old stuff and some of the stuff that you just heard that he's thinking about making he's aiden millward on youtube and he's also aiden millward with an a yes not with an a, a. I, a i d e n it's yes. a i d a n millward on youtube and also on twitter tom do you have any last things to say no thank you very much for thank you much for coming our first commentator sim racer content creator all in one so it's been a pleasure definitely has well, thank you everyone for coming to this episode and listening to this episode of Sims Sundays presented by Gridfender. Once again, we're sponsored by Track Racer. So if you're looking to upgrade your rig or, you know, just get off that desk mounted setup, even though Aiden has proved that you can win races with those desk mounted setups, go on over to trackracer.com. We will see you next weekend. This episode will be available on Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify next Sunday. Thanks all. See ya.